Please note, this podcast may ruin your friendships. You've been warned. Hello everyone and welcome to Ultra Flux, the podcast about two guys trying to destroy their friendship through the power of film. My name is Kyle Neiman and I am joined as always by my co-host and current best friend, Andrew Kimmel. Hello again, dear friend. Hey man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Wonderful. Um, mainly because I get to sit across the table from you. It's a special thing. Again, and it's only been a week. I know. Let's keep doing this. Um, I said this before and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. If we can keep this thing going like weekly, it's going to really improve my quality of life. Well, I think the people who listen to this and invest any amount of time in it would appreciate it for us <laughs> to keep it going too. Like, dang out, those guys keep quitting. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get over it. Yeah, they like, absolutely will. True fans. True fans. <laughs> <laughs> like Linda and Susan, and sometimes Maddie. Will uh... you're you're not allowed to say your your wife as a true fan. She is a true. Fan. She she is, the but that's that's up. cheating. Like you can't. No, you can't claim her as a true fan. Yes, I can. She she is she legally is, bound to be a true fan. She's the number one fan of my life and all that I do. And it's sometimes that's the thing that keeps me going. So I will, sir. I think I'm just jealous because my wife doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, we can... We can, we'll, yeah. we'll work it. We, we'll, we can work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Well, um, so last week at the end of the podcast, we said we're either going to be reviewing Battlefield Earth or Power Rangers this week. And this week, we are reviewing neither. <laughs> yeah, so let me just really quickly explain my disappointment. Battlefield Earth. Um, never seen it. Really want to. And when I said that, <laughs> just the look on your face, let me know that it would have been a great review. Um, and then secondly, sure. when, when that was... Because you made it pretty clear, like, you, you have tonight to watch it or it's going away. And I yeah. Think it just didn't work out. Yeah. So then when you said Power Rangers was a possibility, I mean, I was I was very excited about that. You know, our childhood, that was one of the things that we... Absolutely. Uh, ...that I watched for sure. Absolutely. And Angel really, Grove. Yeah. And really love, oh, the big Power Ranger, Kimberly. She's yeah. so beautiful. Anyways, um, I really wanted to kind of relive that. And then I watched the trailer for it. Um, and I got even more excited about it. We should just do a mini episode where we just review the trailer. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll do it right after this, and we'll maybe and then we'll release it midweek that's next something week. We introduce yeah. midweek is is a trailer, trailer review. review. That's a good idea. That's really not a bad idea. This is us doing uh, you know producing while while we're we're recording live. What can I say? Just just hold on to your seats, people. So. So you were really excited about the idea of right. either of those movies. Right. So I, and they, I got they've on, both been pulled. They did. Uh, Netflix pulled Battlefield Earth. And then uh, we both went on to Amazon Prime and we're like, what? like, I know Power Rangers was there and it's not there anymore. I was able to In watch fa- the trailer. Yeah. And then I couldn't watch the movie. So I quickly Googled, you know, whatever, how to stream Power Rangers. And yeah. And I felt and like a middle school. I did the same moment. thing. And it said, oh, you can stream it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like even Google hadn't updated yeah. yet. So, so it, it also said I could do it on stars, which is a thing that we have at our house for a moment because my wife has signed up for the free trial because of a show that she's watching called Outlander, which is awesome. Okay, yeah. And inappropriate, so don't watch it. Oh. <laughs> um, it's fine. Um, but not really. So oh, okay. I just finished watching a show on stars uh, called um, The Rook. Uh, great show based on a 
book I read. It's nothing like the book, but it was okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have stars or a free trial of it. So I was like, sweet, I'll be able to stream it. Type it in. No, no such luck. So I was really so frustrated. I was devastated. Yeah. Um, and then you suggested Clash of the Titans, which yeah. I was excited yeah. about. The cast for Clash of the Titans. And we'll review that sometime this season. Absolutely. Because yeah. the cast looks awesome. Um, <laughs> anyways. Um, and then I was looking at Clash of the Titans, and I don't know. It was like the, the first one wasn't, but the second one, the second listed one. Anyways, whatever. It was difficult. And on the suggested movies to watch, based on what I had searched, Clash of the Titans, was Jupiter Rising. Jupiter Ascending. Thank you. Jupiter Ascending. And what's funny about Same this. Same thing. Same What's funny about this is um, I have eagerly been awaiting this movie to come to a streaming service that I subscribe to, which is Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, And it's always kind of been, we have DirecTV now, which if it's like a great movie, Mm -hmm. like this one, um, you have to subscribe to watch it. So like, man, I can't watch it yet. And so as soon as I typed in Clash of the Titans and that came up, I texted you. Yeah. I was like, hey. Jupiter Ascending is one of the movies on here. We should review that at some point, to what you said. I said, well, yeah, it's it's already we're scheduled to review it, but if you want to review it this week, let's do it. And you were so excited. Like, wh- why not? Like, I talked it, to my wife. She was she was so... So sometimes Susan sits next to me and watches these movies because she's a trooper. Um, and she was infinitely more, exci- infinitely more excited about Jupiter Ascending than she was Clash of the Titans. I don't... Well, I don't really blame her. <laughs> I can understand that. We'll get into I can all understand those that. nuances. But, you know, it's a, it's a Wachowski film. And, yeah. you know. According to her, it's a Wachowski film. Really? Yeah. What happened to Suze? I mean, she can read, so. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> she has a master's degree. I don't. I trust her judgment. <laughs> well, and that is the exact movie we are reviewing this week. We are reviewing the 2015 film Jupiter Ascending. You're the perfect hunting machine. Fearless. Relentless. You've been searching for one thing your whole life. And she's down there. Make sure this is the right one. It's her. Good. Kill her. So, Jupiter Ascending came out... Wow, that was a great trailer. Audio uh, trailer. That was fantastic. Don't let him fool you. We, 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 we put that in later. He has no idea what I put in. Listen, I'm sure whatever you put in is great. I'm sure, I'm sure you think that. I do. Trust me. I do. So, it came out in uh, February uh, 2015. February 6, 2015, according to my notes. And um, very interesting... It was when uh, the the day that Jupiter was both the closest it, it comes to Earth in its cycle and when it's fully facing the sun, so it's at its brightest. So you get to see it. So that that's the, the day. They timed okay, it up with so that. That's on. a little do silly. You, do you think they did that on purpose? So one of the things is they, they actually pushed back the production of this movie. They They needed more time to finish a lot of the special effects and stuff like that. But I'm like... That's pretty convenient it landed on that day. Because the special effects were so awesome. That's what is assumed here. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so the Wachowskis have made several very ambitious films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really, when they came onto the scene, it wasn't their first movie, but The Matrix was what exploded their their fame and fandom. Can we agree? Great movie. Uh, yeah, Matrix is one of the most important films of the past twenty I years. Just, wanna just make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah. I, um, in fact, it's probably twenty years old this year. I think it's nineteen ninety nine that it came out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think so. I could be wrong on that. It could have been a little bit later. Mm. I could look that up some other time. Um, but uh, so the Wachowskis made the Matrix trilogy. Then they went on to do Speed Racer, and um, they did Cloud Atlas as well. Um, so lots of lots of very ambitious movies, but none have been uh, as popular or or even hit with as much punch as the original Matrix film. Mm. A lot of people, you know, saw the later Matrix films as a little tired and convoluted. Kind of fell off, but yeah. they were still okay. Sure. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, Kyle. No, we can have that right now. They're not good. Uh, <laughs> they're so not as good. They're not they're not as good. They are okay good good heavens. I think I told you. Let's just review this movie. Um, So Jupiter Ascending came out, and I remember Jupiter Ascending being a very, like, a very anticipated movie in the, like, sci-fi nerd realm. Um, And, you know, a lot of people, like, keep an eye on the production, how it was going. You know, here's Channing Tatum, who was just really bursting on the scene at the time, um... And Mila Kunis, who who the same thing, just these rising this stars. Or after Magic Mike, I think um, this is. I, I want to say it was the same year. Um, I can type it in and find out. No, it was after Magic Mike. Magic okay. Mike came out in 2012. Okay. So. Um, and thanks for making me search Magic Mike on, on my computer. I really... <laughs> on the church Wi-Fi. You're welcome. <laughs> You're good heavens. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Jupiter Ascending came out in 2015. Very highly anticipated movie. And then it had these production delays that bumped it back months and months and months. And so people started getting kind of like, when is this movie going to come out? A lot of excitement about it. Listen, it'll come out when Jupiter is in the right place. <laughs> yes. In the southern sky. Yeah. And lit up perfectly by the sun's rays. Yeah, something like that. So, again, it stars Channing Tatum, uh, Mila Kunis, uh, Sean Bean of uh, GoldenEye uh, fame. And uh, Sean Bean was also in um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, he was. Yeah, he played Boromir. That was was GoldenEye. Yeah, I know. I know what you were doing. I know. He was Alex Trevelyan. In uh, 006 in, mm-hmm. in GoldenEye. 006. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Eddie Redmayne is in this of, uh, you know, The Theory of Everything and also um, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts Beast and Where to Find Them. Where to Find Them. Which I started watching the, the newer one just the and... other day. Eh. Uh, I haven't finished it, though. I haven't finished it. Give me, give me a while. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed the first one. Do you like the Harry Potter series? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. You can't say they're all like amazing films, but it's a very entertaining series. I, it's a very entertaining series. Yes, I, it is. If if we did the whole Harry Potter series in this, I would thumbs up every film. I'm pretty thumb sure up most of it. I would th- I would give a thumbs up to every you single thumb one. Thumb up most. Of it. Yeah, that's, that's good. Absolutely. That's good to hear. Um, 
So those are those are probably the biggest names uh, going through there. I mean, there's Douglas Booth and uh, Christina Cole playing playing another like smaller character. Um, it's okay. It's you don't you don't have to. Um, so let, let's let's dig into this movie. Um, what we like to do is we like to go through the plot, kind of a, a not a super detailed synopsis. We go beat by beat through the movie and stop as we go along. Um, Let me interject really quickly. You be, are be, always allowed to be, interject because Kimmel. because I do. Um, so yeah, we go scene by scene. Basically, and we try to do it as concisely and as quickly as possible because some of these movies are long. But I will say this: one of our most faithful subscribers, which happens to be my wife, was like she was listening and she said, "This listening to this podcast is so much better when you actually watch the movie." Yeah, so we encourage you to watch the movie, but if you have a choice between the two, listen to us. <laughs> Absolutely. But she said, <laughs> um, and I quote, "And this pains me to say." When she was watching Axel, she was like, you know, every time Kyle had something to say, I just laughed <laughs> out loud because I really identified with how he was basically tearing the movie down. Yeah, because um, it was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, and I know there are people out there, maybe unlike my wife, who identify with me. And so the point is, if you will watch these movies and then listen to the podcast, I think you'll get a greater joy from it. That being said, um, like Kyle just just put if if you have a choice definitely just listen to our rendition of of the movie please please do Uh, I forgot to mention this this had a budget of uh, approximately around 200 million dollars and what was Axel's 8 million Uh, it was it was like under 10 yeah and they recouped almost all of it yeah I I think I think it was 8 million and they made 10 okay and this Um, budget was 200 million and and let me guess they recouped 17 million. <laughs> they, they recouped 184 million. Yes, almost yeah. all of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. another, b- which is not good. Another solid you, movie. Like, e- even even marginal profits is not what movie companies want. You don't want to break even. No. You want to make profit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not just pro- like significant profit is what they're, they're really looking for. So, well, I'm sure the royalties from Netflix will get them over the mark. Mm, yes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, Jupiter Ascending opens with a voiceover from Mila Kunis, kind of talking about her character's life. Now, her car- character is Juniper Ju- Juniper. Easy. Ju- not Juniper. Wait, what is Juniper? Juniper yeah. is a plant. Uh, no, Jupiter is a planet. What is Juniper? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Ju- we'll get our stuff Juni- together. Just no, 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 no. Juniper is a plant. Oh, right, right. Jupiter is a planet. <laughs> yeah, I see why you would mix those two up. Jupiter... Jupiter Jones. Jupiter Jones. Jupiter um, Jones. The namesake of the movie, Jupiter Ascending. And uh, Jupiter Jones is talking about her, her how she, she was born. Her parents were, um, and they met in Russia. Her dad was, I think, English? I, I According to his accent, yes. Yeah, he, he seemed British. Um, and his mother, or her mother was Russian. And they met and fell in love. Her dad was an astronomer who was obsessed with Jupiter. And so he wanted to name his daughter Jupiter. And so there's this sweet moment where he's with with his wife at home and you know doing the the husband thing of you know putting lotion on the the belly help with stretch marks let you know me, sort of, let sort me of thing. rewind okay go for, go for it because this was did um, i miss something this awesome. was just the first time in the movie that gave me pause okay well, so, let's hear it so she's recounting the story of their parents and they're falling in love and they're yeah. in russia 
um, and they have a child, and she's with child. She's very pregnant, and he's looking through the telescope, and it's yep. basically reaffirming the fact that he absolutely loves planets, in particular yep. Jupiter, and he's spending a lot of time in that world looking through the telescope, and she <laughs> grabs a vat of petroleum jelly off of that's true, yeah, off of the bookshelf, turns to him, um, puts her hand in front of the telescope. He he raises his head up. He looks at her. She's holding out the petroleum jelly in one hand, and she says, "My turn." And it made me just a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. I didn't know where they were going with that. No, but because this is PG thirteen, nobody hurt. Yeah. He takes the petroleum jelly. He rubs it gently on her stomach to prevent stretch marks, like any loving husband. Yeah. It was and it was we, just a weird way to say, "Hey." Can, yeah, can you can you help me with this? So, like, just for uh, future reference, people who make movies, maybe holding out petroleum jelly and saying "my turn" not the greatest way to show parental love. <laughs> just a thought, but it was really sweet. I mean, I I did I did catch that after you caught your breath, it was and really I was sweet. like, "What? Oh, everything's fine." <laughs> Gosh. How do I recover from these well, things? Here, let saying? me help. And then Jupiter's dad gets killed for a telescope. Yeah, well, not killed for a telescope. Well, I guess he was. Uh, so there, there was a group of people, we have no idea who, <laughs> ransacked their house, just comes and starts robbing Apparently, things. Apparently, there are men dressed in black who are Russian. Yeah. Breaking into people's homes. And started saying stuff like, where's my money uh, to to his wife and, and stuff like that. And was taking anything of value out of the house and grabbed this golden... Probably brass telescope. brass telescope. Brass telescope. According to the eBay. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a brass telescope. This brass telescope. And th- this is the most precious thing in the world to him. Uh, we're spending a lot of time on this really short <laughs> scene. But they wrestle for it, and he gets shot, and her husband uh, is killed. Jupiter's father is killed. Um, the mother flees Russia on a cargo ship, I think? Sure. The point yeah. of this is she doesn't have a dad. Her mom's distraught. So she... She, she, she heads for America. Travels the world. And... Um, Jupiter is born on this cargo ship, so she was even born without a home. Jupiter's mom poops her out right okay. on a cargo oh, ship. That's <laughs> that's very descriptive, and that's what happened. Is it not? This lady poured vodka on her hands. Her mom's standing up. She poops out the baby, <laughs> and then they talk about how there are but there are much more gentle ways to say she she. We don't have time for that, Kyle. We're already like twenty minutes in. When you say that, it slows us down. <laughs> So oh, God. the astrology is important because Jupiter was rising at 23 degrees ascending, which doesn't make sense to my brain. But tell yeah, me about so it. so Jupiter was rising at 28 degrees, which her aunt, who's obsessed with Astro- astrology, not astronomy, astrology, said that means you're going to be special. Astrology is fake science. Yeah, it's totally a lie. Um, and uh, it says you're going to be special. You're going to be destined for great things. And then you find out she's a, a house cleaner. Um, and then cue the title credits. So. Uh, yeah, that took us about you know, about ten minutes to get through. I'm just kidding. Totally, totally. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so then we cut to this futuristic world where two people are walking these empty streets with this like blue sand that's all over the ground. Um, it's clear it's not Earth. Yeah, that was the reason for the blue sand. It's it's not Earth. Um, well, you didn't get what the blue sand was. Did you not catch that? Well, I'll, I'll bring it up later. Was that the harvesting material? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Again, we'll get to that. But it's this futuristic world, and these two people are talking. You find out they're siblings, um, and they have a third sibling who comes in. They're basically bickering um, about... One of them looks really, really young. One yeah. of them looks really, really old. Yeah. The, uh, there's 
two brothers and a sister. The sister looks really old. The the two brothers look very young, um, and they're they're bickering about you know who has rights to what inheritance. Blah blah blah. It, they're talking you're, about the harvesting process and how it can be unsettling. Unsettling. But but the thing is, through this whole thing, you, you're you as the viewer are not you're not let in on what's going on yet. You have no clue. These three characters are introduced. You don't know who they are, what they're talking about. So really, it was kind of a messy scene because it doesn't actually provide any information until more than halfway through the film. Right. Um, so you just kind of stole that away. Like, I have no idea what that was. Um, what we needed early on was basically what you call an audience surrogate, someone to ask the questions that the audience is thinking. Yeah. To kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. We didn't have that. No. But if you hold on and you wait, those questions are answered. The problem is um, when they're not hugely important or they don't seem hugely important at the time, it's hard to kind of hold on to those things and look back and say to yourself, oh, that's what that was. Well, especially when they start doing this boom, boom, boom in a row, the same trick of, I'm going to give you information, but not the full information. I'm going to let you see inside this world. So, again, these three siblings, we understand that they, you know, are significant to this story, obviously. Um, So after this, it jumps to a montage of Jupiter waking up early uh, with her family, like 4.30 in the morning, doing the coffee, going to work. They're house cleaners. They're she, Russians. Yeah, she they're, cleans toilets for a living. Yeah, she cleans toilets in she these rich homes. Very much. Um, yeah. she, she's trying on rich women's clothes to kind of show you she yearns for a better life. Yeah. So on and so forth. It, exactly. And she constantly is saying, I hate my life. I hate my life. Very... Alarm clock goes off at 4.45. I hate my life. Yeah, every single time. So this montage goes on. We move away from the montage, and now we have Channing Tatum, his character, who his name is Kane Wise. Uh, so the character of Kane um, is seeking some sort of bounty, um, but he's being um, observed by three others who are seeking the same bounty. Um, so he busts into a fertility clinic and is looking through the notes. And by the way, we miss cool sci-fi stuff, but I'll just really quickly say, yeah, the, um, cool sci-fi stuff's going on right now. He's got a little thing that like opens a, I don't know, opens well, the rearranges the atoms so that he can walk through the door. Yeah, basically makes the people watching him have cool little eye things that like zoom in on him and tell them that he is you know a lichened or he's splite. Anyways, there's a, there's a lot going on here that's. That's awesome. And but, but it's, it's but. the same thing of, okay, now we're we're on Earth because it's it's visually Earth. Even right. though the last time we saw futuristic people, they were Chicago. in a different world. Right. Um, but but we're like, why are these people here? Right. Um, and yes, we're and at least we're gonna find this out very soon. You can soon. tell they're aliens. I mean, they're human-ish. Sure, humanoid aliens. because yeah. They're on. Anyways, they're they're clearly from other planets. So, but you you also can't tell like. Oh, so is this set in the future, or is this, and just Jupiter is not one of these people, and we haven't seen this part of the world yet? It was just a little clunky to me. But, so anyways, um, yeah, Channing Tatum busts into the uh, fertility clinic using a device that starts spinning really fast and opens basically a a portal that lets him walk through walls. Um, He... uh, looks and, and sniffs files, and he finds who he's looking for and we don't know who that is but he he finds who he's looking for and he has a name um her her name's Catherine 
and Catherine Dunleavy. So then he sniffs the air and realizes that these other three uh, hunters are... So right off the bat, yeah. you have a basically a hint of um, what I would call reverse anthropomorphism. Okay. Which is basically when you attribute human traits to animals, but this is the reverse. So he's like, <clears throat> he's sniffing this this sheet, and and he can automatically see that what's her face filled it out, not Jupiter. He can kind of see her skin and smell her skin, um, and then you have him <laughs> sniffing out the danger. So you're already starting yeah. to think to yourself, like this is definitely not a human. Yeah, he's got some maybe not animal traits, maybe you're not thinking that yet, but. But it's definitely important to the story. So sure, hold, so sure. hold on to that because here it comes. So the other hunters um, kind of try to surround him, but he busts out using his floaty boots. <laughs> hold on. Awesome sci-fi. Space guns. Space shields. Space skates. They, they were... Slow-mo sci-fi tech battle. Yes, please. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, so he <clears throat> fights off all these different hunters with... You know, basically hover rollerblades. Here's what I thought. That's what they are. I mean, what tell, tell me they're not. They're, he, he makes a skating motion I'm like gonna, he's on rollerblades. I'm going to give this one to you, so just yeah. brace yourself. My wife is sitting next to me. If you don't know this about Susan, which none of you do. Um, in a former life, she roller skated. I'll say professionally, but she was young. Um, she still has her roller skates. and Anyways, um, she was fantastic at it. So for her, Channing Tatum. Plus, space roller skating. I mean, she's totally in. And so, this woman sitting next to me while we're watching this yeah. film. I'm thinking to myself, really? Like, that's what we're going the, with? But That's a what? pretty niche audience, by the way. <laughs> we're looking for the people who, who love roller skating and, and happen to enjoy sci-fi and Channing Tatum. Check. Mm. So, <laughs> I, I will give you this. Okay? Thank you. Um, it was a little like, really? Are they, is that what we're doing? But at the same time, let me say this. I'm not done with the floaty boots. They're, they're trying. Like, at least they're not trying to steal from Iron Man. So or he, like, I'm flying around. Here's the deal. They tried something different. Give them credit. The, it didn't work, <laughs> but they tried it. The, the sci-fi stuff is really cool. I'm, I'm completely digging the sci-fi stuff in this movie. All the tech, the visuals, really, really awesome. So anyways, um, it, it cuts back to the older aristocratic lady um she's talking to an advisor of sorts she doesn't want her brothers who we find are balam and titus uh balam balam it's balam they mispronounced it okay same but, thing uh try to be cool and steal a name from the bible and <laughs> um and they, they don't want it she doesn't want them to know that she's looking for this person and so she is um um Involved in this, so then we cut to a giant spaceship. This is all really happening quick. There's mm-hmm. these cuts, and there's lots of information hitting your brain. Cut to this giant spaceship ju- uh, jumping into space, um, like a hyper jump or something like that, um, by the planet Jupiter, and it enters Jupiter at the red spot, the giant red spot uh, um, that Jupiter's really known for. And uh, this is this is Balam, and. Uh, we find out that he is he gets information that this person they're looking for is Catherine Dunleavy. Like, okay, so everything's starting to come down to this Catherine Dunleavy. And then we cut to Jupiter, who's now helping this near-naked woman uh, get dressed. And we have no idea who this person is, but we do know that her name is Catherine Dunleavy. We find out her name's Catherine. 
Jupiter's helping her pick out a dress, and she's wearing next to nothing. Do you know how much... So, let me just reference another movie really quickly. Yeah. Star Trek. I don't think it was the first one. I think it was Oh, yeah, the Into Darkness. Of, I know yeah. exactly okay. what you're talking All about. Right. So, What's-Her-Face caught a lot of flack. Yeah, Alice Eve. For her scene, which was very brief. It, it was brief, but it was so dumb. It was brief, but it was very gratuitous. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people had a problem yeah. with. And I completely agree. This scene completely eclipses... Yeah, that's it, it. It was the same thing. It, it was, was like about three minutes, which is an eternity in film. Yeah, of her walking around in almost see-through. Underwear. She's in, in just a bra and panties and walking around, and but not like a mom of three on a Saturday no. afternoon bra <laughs> no. and panties. Like a, I'm about to go out on the town. New yeah, York it was. It was very. It was very... It was uncomfortable and gratuitous and... Revealing. Unnecessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So, we... Obviously, as the audience, we put together, ah, this is Catherine. Okay. And she knows Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And so, Jupiter's going to help her grab a dress. While Jupiter's in the closet, Catherine gets attacked by these little gray aliens that look like the stereotypical alien. Basically, if you took... If you took the alien from Signs and you shrunk it down, I was just going to say that to half size, same page almost, almost. Um, yeah. So the movie Signs, which is great, that that brief flash of the alien that kind of scared you. The first really scary part of Signs, if you want to call it that. Man, I love that movie. It's so great. Yeah. So the first, like, oh, it's an alien. If you took that alien and shrunk it down to a third of the size, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. So Jupiter sees this, she tries to take a picture, then her phone rings, she's spotted, and they jump her, and then everything resets. Everything completely resets, and they seem to have forgotten what has happened. So, what's the other chick? Catherine? Catherine. Catherine is handcuffed-ish? Yeah, with... they, they, they kind of like put her in these handcuffs that levitate her, and they inject something into her, and so you don't really know what's going on. She's levitated. Jupiter's scared. She takes a picture of levitated what's-her-face... Um, and then all of a sudden you get this kind of like men in black, men in black yeah. wipe thing going exactly. on. Exactly. So then it cuts to Jupiter at dinner with her family. They're struggling with finances. She wants more money uh, from her uncle. Um, They're arguing over, in Russian, over money. Yeah. and um, She wants a telescope. You can kind of start to, to, to understand that. Yeah. She wants an advance. Her uncle's like, why would you buy things that pretend to make you happy? Just yeah. get back to work kind of thing. Then her cousin... Um, Approaches her. This is super weird. Her cousin is trying to convince her to go to a fertility clinic to harvest her eggs. To sell her eggs. To, to sell her eggs for $15,000, of which he's going to get 10000 somehow, <laughs> and she gets to keep five, and her five is going to go to... Let me tell you the explanation for this. Capitalism. <laughs> That's what he said. That was the line. Why do I get five and you get ten? Because it was my idea? Because capitalism? I don't know. It was bad. Yeah. The point of this scene was she was going to the clinic. That's yeah. the only point That's of the really scene. Yeah. She was supposed to go to the clinic so they could figure out. Anyways. So the next day she goes to the clinic. Yeah, she and does. she's very anxious about it. She looks at her phone and she's confused to find a picture of these aliens attacking her friend. And... Then her name is called, and they call the name Catherine Dunleavy. Okay. And it all comes full circle. She is Catherine Dunleavy in the fertility clinic that was originally looked at so here. Here's one of the here we f- go. Here's one of the few problems that I had with this movie. Okay. Um, they were trying to put a lot of weight on the fact that she changed her name. 
Yeah. Um, but they didn't give enough, I don't know, time to explain that. That's it was why I talked, very quick. That's why I talked about we needed an audience surrogate and we did not get one. Yeah. So here's what you have to figure out very quickly. The only reason she gave a false name was because she was embarrassed that she was going to sell her eggs. Mm-hmm. The name that she gave was Catherine Dunleavy, which happened to be her half-naked friend, which is the only reason that her half-naked friend was attacked by those people. Yeah. But quickly, they did like a little injection thing to test Catherine and found out it wasn't her. So now when she's at the clinic... Go ahead, Kyle. So she's at the clinic. They're like holding her down. She doesn't want to have this harvesting procedure. They're kind of like being forceful. It's a very uncomfortable Doctors scene. Doctors and nurses. Um, she's like, no, please, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, it's just the hormones. Yeah. It, it was very, very... Just very, let us harvest your eggs, woman. Very uncomfortable. Um, and then they start putting these little bracelets on her that look kind of sci-fi. And you realize, oh, oh. these are the same things. She starts floating and flipping over. Bad things are going to happen. They inject the same little injection gun into the back of her neck. And it turns blue instead of yellow. It's so it's her. And they say, kill her. Okay, so the important thing here is not her name, Catherine Dunleavy. It's her genes. Her genetics, yeah. Her genetics, which, by injecting her with, well, this little sci-fi gun... They find out this is the right person. Not the right name, but the right person. So let me point this out, because this is the first time of so many times this is going to happen in the movie. <laughs> Just before she dies, boom, door busts down and in comes Kane, uh, Chang Tatum's character. To the rescue. He shoots up all the aliens. You find out that they're not actually humans. They were those gray aliens. They morphed into looking like humans. And uh, sci-fi shield, kills, sci-fi gun. Kills all of pew, them. Pew, pew, pew. Picks her up, takes the mask off her that was killing her. I saved your and life. then uh, he's carrying her out of there. And she asks, Who are you? He says, I'm Kane Wise. I'm here to help you. I mean, just super cheesy line. Super cheesy line. I agree. It's a super cheesy line. I agree. Okay. And you know what? A lot of good movies are filled with super cheesy lines. Then we cut to another, like, this is jumping around so fast. We, we cut to another massive spaceship. Looks a little bit like the last one. It's rising out from some planet's rings. We don't know what planet it is. Which looks like it's breaching from, like, the water surface. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, but so unnecessary. And the CGI was amazing. And this is Lord Titus's ship. And he is having some sort of massive zero-gravity orgy? Orgy. Sure. But it's PG-13-ified, so, of course... Um, you can't see anything, but you know yeah, for sure but what's it's, going on. It's uncomfortable. They're doing sexy things. <laughs> so he's interrupted by Famulus. Big ears? Yeah. Uh, is, big ears. This assistant of Titus, who she has big ears, um, and find out that she has received an, a message from Mr. Y. So, okay, now things are coming in the picture. Kane is working for Titus. Um, somebody is working for uh, for. Their, his sister, and then Balam has people trying to get here. So everybody's going for the same. Everyone in this elite family, yeah, is, is going trying for to get their Jupiter. hands on Jupiter for reasons unbeknownst to us at this time. So Jupiter wakes up. She's in an abandoned building with Kane. Kane allows her to have a gun to feel safe and, and starts to explain that, as he calls them, Terses. I guess like. Short for Terrans, um, which is Terses really sh- shorter than Terrans? I don't think so. I don't know. But Terses are are not the only people in the universe, um, and this is you know revealing that the the, the universe is much broader. He explains um, very quickly. Number one, you're not alone. Yeah, like humans are not alone. Number two, which I thought was interesting, humans did not originate on the planet Earth. Yeah, so that was an interesting bit. 
But that's what he's explaining to her. And, of course, she's like, I don't believe you. That's not possible. I'm dreaming. So I'm going to have to move through this really fast. Do it. Um, So Balaam's not happy that she was taken away from the clinic. He has a a group of guards that look like dragons. Yes, the dragonborn. Um, They're they're walking dragon people. And um, Hold on now. The CGI for these guys was pretty freaking It was. Their voices were awesome. There, there was nothing wrong with the dragon people. Yes, I was very entertained by the dragon. It was a cool people. alien creature. Continue. So he says, "Don't family again." Basically, um, then Jupiter and Cain uh, attempt to leave the planet. Their ship is attacked before they can board, leading to this chase scene as Cain carries Jupiter while using his space roller blades. Um, and is being shot at by alien ships. So all these alien ships, and this guy on rollerblades is able to dodge them all over the city of Chicago. Yes. So it, it, they even back to future a car for I, a little bit. I put that in. I'm so glad that you said that. Um, so here we go. Scene six. Channing is taking good care of her. Are those flying boots? Question mark. Yes. Crazy action scene. Back to the future drags behind a truck. <laughs> And then we haven't got to the rest yet, so I'll... Yeah, well, there's not much more to the scene, although it drags on an incredibly long time. So I agree. I definitely agree that this scene kind of dragged on. Because here's what I thought. Um, After he commandeers a bad guy ship, I thought for sure they were going to like fly away and be safe. But no. It turned into like an extra bonus... Spaceship battle scene. Yeah, the, so so apparently this was one of the longest scenes in the sequences in the script. I looked up a trivia kind of note about this, and it took six months to shoot this scene. Had the most stunts and all this stuff. Six months every day, the two of them, you know, working on this scene. If you Four, haven't seen it, it's like space skates plus jumping into bad guy spaceships. Yeah, lots of shooting. You have to think about um, a, a scene from Top Gun, but uh, Maverick is chasing somebody in rollerblades. Well, and they're in like <laughs> the city of Chicago, so yeah. like it's in between buildings. It's super awesome, but See, it drags on a little bit. So visually, I, I loved how the ships look. I, mm-hmm. I really thought the all of the sci-fi looking stuff was really the cool. The CGI was very well done. Yeah. The, the the look of this was great, but I was so bored by the action of this scene. I, I, I just was like, okay. Because he, here's the issue with it. You have these big ships, and you have this tiny... Like, how do you do that? Um, be, because the ship so dwarfed this guy on rollerblades. And so you could pull out the shot, but now it looks like they're shooting at a mosquito. Or you could zoom in the shot. Then you can't really see what the ships are doing. You can just see lasers flying mm-hmm. past as he's flipping in the air in his rollerblades. It wasn't interesting. It was incredibly long and boring. The only, the only interesting part was when part was when he got on the ship and rips a, a, the pilot out and hops in there. Uh, and okay, it, the, now now we're getting somewhere. But the, the like you said, we. We thought that was kind of the end of it, you know. He it was like a bonus action scene at the end, and, and, and then it, it just keeps going on a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, you know me, Kyle. I, I, I got was you. totally into the action scene. So he fights off all of them. They ends up crashing into the last one. They they fall, but they're all good. Um, he skates to a halt as if he were on ice skates, like a 
like an amazing human. Yeah. So, in this process, we find out that... Um, oh, I forgot about this. The, the, the scene ends with their, the spaceship they were in crashing, and it did the very overdone... The, the wreckage slides and slows down and then barely hits into a car and the car alarm goes off. Yes, it does. I was like, that is so cliche yeah, now. But they really artistically blended that into um, the car alarm into the sound of a police siren. Um, did they? Which... And who cares? Exactly. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. So... We we find out that the the Abrasics family is Balam, Titus, and Kalik. Um, they they are the the three. Balam controls the Earth. Like he he has the harvesting rights over the Earth. Is kind of what they they say. Um, and, and so that that's the details we have so far. So these three members of this family are each gunning for Jupiter. Yes. And Titus, one of the three, has hired Cain. Yeah. To track her down. That's where we're at. Yeah. The little bad guy um, gremlins are Balaam's yeah. people. And then and we don't know what colleagues up to. We don't know to. yet, but we soon find that out. So, Cain and Jupiter are driving across the Midwest, leaving Chicago. Jupiter patches up Cain's wounds. <laughs> Go on. No, you, you love this movie so much. <laughs> Let me just say, so I had this broken down by scenes. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of this, I, don't, I didn't number them correctly, but for me, this is scene number seven. And the the note at the beginning of scene number seven says, if my argument for this movie to be good is going to hold any merit, we're going to need to skip this part. <laughs> <laughs> so, that being said, they're in the car, she's trying to take care of them, blah, 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 let's talk about, you should be glad this is a woman's car. She opens the glove compartment and to patch his wound... She takes out a maxi pad. <clears throat> she patches his wound, and so he's not going to die. So that's good, right? Yeah. So we'll skip that. Use a maxi pad to patch up wounds. Female products going to win. <laughs> so they're driving to meet a man named Stinger. Stinger is not happy to see Kane again. This is Stinger's played by Sean Bean. They arrive at a house. It's covered in... Covered with beehives. Beehives. Um, Hashtag pray for the bees. Did you know they're dying at alarming rate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's... Uh, so they get so to the they, bee house. They fight. Stinger and Kane fight. Then Jupiter by just... By the way, the bee house is owned by a man named Stinger. Yeah, it's really <laughs> dumb, dude. It's really dumb. Then Jupiter starts controlling the bees, so, Andrew. So... Jupiter just like, hey guys, look at this. I, I can control bees. I already told you that if my argument for this movie being good is going to hold any merit, that we need to skip this So part. because she's controlling the bees, all of a sudden Stinger and his daughter bow down to Jupiter and say, Your Majesty! Here's the problem. They needed a way to gently introduce you to the fact that Jupiter... Yeah, so gentle. So gentle. <laughs> so gentle that they said, Ah, yes. Bees are engineered to recognize royalty. What the heck, man? This is dumb. They further explained it by saying, He said to her, You've never been stung by a bee, have you? <laughs> that doesn't further explain it. Goodness. <laughs> Bees so, are genetically designed to recognize royalty. Therefore, Jupiter must be some, some sort of royalty. of royalty. And that's important. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point and of the story. And I agree with you that it was utterly ridiculous. Yes. But 
it was their best attempt at at telling you something very important. Jupiter's not just a regular human. She's elite royalty. So very quick, I'm going to go over this stuff. They keep calling her a recurrence. We we also find out that Kane is like this loner soldier. He's His genetics are spliced with that of a dog, so he's like this killing machine. Anthropomorphism. This wolf pack with... Out of this wolf without a pack sort of mm-hmm. guy loner. Um, That's why he's so good at tracking he, people. He also was part of the this elite group of soldiers that had wings, like had these techno wings he added was on. A former legionnaire and the legionnaire, and so was Stinger. They both had their wings cut off because they were, you know, shamed in some way. It, because it's also important that he was the runt of the litter yeah. and a half albino, <laughs> and that's why his beard. His hair's been slightly bleached, but you can tell. Anyways, Kane. Again, um, there are parts of this movie that are not great. Kane, Let's not focus on those parts. The the reason that they both are out of the Legionnaire is Kane attacked an, an entitled or or someone in royalty, yeah, and in doing all... so, so Sean Bean's character Stinger took the blame for it, and they both got kicked out. So, anyways, all of a sudden the hunters show up. That a fight breaks out, um, and. I, I'm, I'm going to go really f- quickly through this. Go for it. Um, a fight breaks out, and then right before um, uh, Jupiter is killed, two of the hunters turn on the other group, and they kidnap Jupiter. So the hunters take her... You missed the part where there's a gun that explains lazy <laughs> crop circles. Man, I wasn't even going to go there. Yeah, the, And then a ship that takes off that explains well thought out. Crop circles. It's Continue. yes. The, the ship landing in the cornfield was crop circles. <laughs> it, the gun that this guy. There were there were a couple little moments things. throughout the movie that tried to explain aliens, things. and it, that's also been done in movies. Yeah. Like I found it endearing and also kind of ridiculous. But anyways, continue. Please. And we'll get to what I think about it. Um, <laughs> so they take her to Kalik. Kalik informs Jupiter that she's a genetic recurrence of her, of her mother, of their mother, of the Abraxic family. She's the matriarch. Um, and basically when they seed the earth after so many cycles of genetic code, um, occasionally a, a reoccurrence of somebody's perfect genetics appear. And to them, that's sacred. It's and like that, reincarnation. And to them, that, that means she is their mother. Right. Reincarnated. Um, and so she is, she gets all the legal rights to her mother, what belonged to her mother. That's what which, was set up by her controlling the bees. Yes. <laughs> which the earth was something that was under her mother's control. Yes. Which now it's starting to come into picture. Ah, Balam owns the earth. Um, if she reclaims this title, Balaam, now he doesn't own the earth anymore. Balam as her son inherited the earth when she died. Yeah. she is, quote unquote, reincarnated, then she has ownership over the earth and what you quickly start to find out is they're making ridiculous amounts of capital of money yeah based on what planets they own and how many human lives they can harvest and so meanwhile Kalik shows that she's been alive for 14,000 years because she dips into a pool and she comes out looking like 30 years younger remember she looked old now she looks super young and they took a scene to explain how they've been living for yeah. years and years and years and they they say they harvest the planets and we don't know what they're harvesting but we'll find out soon they found a way um, to create the fountain of youth in yeah and so they harvest these planets <clears throat> um 
while this is going on, Kane had stowed away on the, on the ship. He's shirtless roller hover blading uh, all over the city, killing these guards. And all listen. these guards that have no arms, but they have guns for arms. Here's the problem. Goodness, they God, tried really hard it? to do something new with his space skates. The space skates were... But they spent God. a lot of time on like making sure it was legitimate. So he looks like a speed skater. Um, but it's just not, it doesn't work. And it, and I give them credit for trying. I know you don't, but I do. Yeah. But it did, it didn't come out well. So let's not focus on that. It's Kane, Kane shows up, he rescues her ish. Um, and they take her to the big home planet, um, like Oris or something like that. I can't remember what it was called. It doesn't really matter. Um, and then we get this montage of Jupiter going through this red tape of being registered as an entitled. So she is the reincarnate queen. Yeah. If she's going to claim all of her titles, she has to go through the space DMV. Yeah, all this bureaucracy and, and stuff like that. And that's where we're at. We're at the space DMV. And it's kind of a, kind of a long montage. Um, and it's supposed to be kind of whimsical all of a sudden this sci-fi movie kind of got harry potterish with like gringotts kind of style like and this is one of my issues with the movie as a whole it doesn't know what it wants to be does it want to be like a little bit quirky does it want to be like a super serious sci-fi it wants to offer you everything but that's a problem it's muddy and and ugly to you maybe okay gosh <laughs> so anyways she skip the part where she talks about how much she loves dogs yeah, um, have we gotten to the oh, dog right. part? Yeah, so Kane and her uh, share a moment. Jupe says she's falling for Kane. Which how did this happen? Like they they spent very little time together. This is the same thing. Like with he saved her life several times. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like we had with he introduced her to another world. The same thing we had with um, Judge Dredd, where it's just because. A brawny guy shows up and saves a woman doesn't mean she has Several to fall in love with them. Like it's a tired and and to a whole new world. That's dumb what trope based on. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. So, <laughs> so while they're they have another moment outside the space DMV, as you call it, she's realizing that she's a queen, and he's she, realizing she's a queen. She likes him, which was different. He's not pining for her. She's, like, throwing herself at him. And he's basically like, look, I get that that we have a thing here, but what you need to know is your royalty, and I'm more akin to a dog. To which she says... I I like dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, again, it's supposed to be, like, this quirky, awkward... But it felt... To me, it felt really out of place. I, I know that last night line was bad. Like, really bad. But don't worry, because they're back to distract you again with stunning visuals and yeah. space things. Oh, man. So, anyways, while they're hanging out there, having their moment outside the space DMV, um, Stinger and Fomulus uh, and others surround them. Uh, basically, Stinger betrays Jupiter and... Pulls um, Judas. And uh, Cain, and they take her to Titus. Take them both to Titus. John Bean's character. Titus... Has dinner with Jupiter. Um, Cain is detained and thrown into a cell. Um, Titus has Jupiter dress up in this like skin tight dress, and this is a problem because we now know that this is Titus's mother reincarnate. Yeah, but he decides to 
dress her up in a tight dress and talk about how ravishing Have she you looks. Have seen pictures of your mom when she was in her youth? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you? <laughs> if you had a clone of your of your mom, would you if dress her up in skimpy clothes? Mom. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not films that's going to ruin our relationship. It's this conversation right here. That's what's going to do it. Listen, because you're not wrong. No, I'm it, not wrong. It was creepy. It was creepy and dumb but at the same time. We're we're this is a sci-fi movie. So I, I really got to move a little bit faster because we we've gone gone on too long with this dumb movie. Um, so he reveals that there the goop that they bathe in um, is made from people. Yes. It, they harvest humans. There's a huge the, room the human of essence. Thousands of vials, and each vial is at least a hundred humans. Yeah, and, and that's what this blue sand was all over the the ground right. of that original planet. Was they had destroyed all the people? Now they're going to harvest that and send it to the refinery so they, at Jupiter. They explain this stuff. that when a planet gets to maximum or over maximum capacity, that's when they harvest it. Yeah, when, and that's where it kind of drew it close to home with quote unquote the audience. Yeah, was oh no, Earth is also at maximum capacity. What are we gonna? It's but we're about to be harvested, people. So then he kind of comes up with this excuse, like, well, you know, I want to save the universe, and the only way we can do this is if we get married. Now, don't don't try to explain it. Cause it's dumb. <laughs> so he he well, wants to marry is, her. This is what I will say. He wants to marry her because what's mine is yours, because she has the rights to Earth. Yeah, if they get married, then obviously he's going to murder her. Yeah, he he's going to kill her. He reveals that to Kane, but then he shoots Kane out of an airlock. But it, it, Kane is able to find a. He kicks. Don't liquid you, space suits. You, you really can't worry about this too much. So let me here's what you need to know, blah, dear blah, listener. Blah. The action sequences throughout have been amazing. This one, as amazing. Continue. So they they start to get married. This. You know, she's in a white, big wedding dress. She looks like Princess Amidala. It's a super sci-fi looking wedding. All the pomp and circumstance of this wedding. Anyways, so Titus convinces the, the I guess, space cop ship is what, what he's on. To, hey, we need to go and stop this wedding. Um, he's going to kill her. So him and Stinger, having kind of... Reconciled things uh, go out. You said Titus, you make Kane. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kane. Uh, Kane and, and Stinger go out in little ships. Um, meanwhile, Titus's ship shoots out a ton of like these bomb robot things, um, and they they fight through all these, lots of explosions, stuff like that. Kane crashes in, like literally crashes the wedding into the <laughs> second before the wedding is completed. Like there's I'm, some cool sci-fi rings being made on people's hands that are like light tattoos. I know you have to skip that part, yeah. but it's it's awesome. He saves the day at the very last minute again. Yeah, which any good sci-fi lover is totally fine with. Continue. <laughs> so they leave. They head back to Earth. Um, Kane tries talking to Jupiter. She doesn't want to talk. She just wants to go back to Earth. They go to find her family, but her family's been ki- kidnapped by Balam's troops. Like, so he knows that he's not going to get her, so he needs to have collateral. So yeah. he sends his minions to go and take captive her family. So they go to Jupiter. Um, Balam says, listen, I'll let your family go free if you give me the title for Earth back. She said, I don't want you to harvest Earth. She, he said, basically, listen, I will wait till you die before I harvest the Earth. How One about that? The thing you skipped was elephant face. 
pilot. Which oh was, man, was I scary. did miss that. I'm so sorry because <laughs> that was horrible. For some unexplained reason, there are different types of humanoid aliens the, on the ship. The pilot of the cop ship is a elephant he, man, and when he screams, it, he makes elephant noises. Yeah, and there's and lots he of screams because he's no leaf on the wind. Yeah, as it were. So basically, they they try to follow. Um, Balam ship into Jupiter, but they mm-hmm. close the gates and they have to pull out of the the big red spot storm. Elephant um, face barely pulls it off. Yeah, elephant Anyways, face. I just enjoyed that part, so I thought. <laughs> there, there you go. That was my impression of elephant face. That was well done. Thank you. So, so yeah, Balam is saying, "Listen, I'll kill your family unless you give this to me." She says, "Fine, fine, I'll do anything." Um, and she wants to save her family, but guess what? She's about to sign it. Well, because, like most people, she's having an inward struggle and she's thinking to and herself. And then Kane busts through the gates. Now, here's the thing. A, a one-man ship busts through the gates of this, this city within the giant storm of Jupiter. And that, destro- that, that, that destroys the whole thing. Too much logos, not enough pathos. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what I think about yeah. you, Kyle. This is a sci-fi movie. It's not made to appeal to your logic. But, it is but made not, to appeal to your heart it's, and to your feelings. It's not. It's and not, he it's, saves the day again, which should make you happy. But because your analytical analytical mind can't handle feelings in a sci-fi movie, you're freaking out over this. But here's the thing: it's it's a tiny ship. Why would a tiny ship destroy the whole thing? Oh, to advance the plot. Like it's it's this is a very messy. This is a very well protected sanctum. That people don't break through all the time. But because Kane is a... Can I say Banff? Is that inappropriate? Are we going to cut that? <laughs> yeah. Because Kane is an awesome space, <laughs> space warrior, um, he breaks through. Okay. And because that doesn't happen very often, and this is a sanctum, maybe his ship crashing around these volatile chemicals in the heart of the biggest storm in the solar system <laughs> might break apart what they've got going here. Sure. I'll give it to you. Thanks. So, fights break out. Jupiter gets away from Balam. Cain starts fighting one of the main dragon dudes. It's this big fight. Um, he does kill him in a really cool way. Again, that, that device that opens up walls and stuff. He had done that to open up a hole in the floor to get down to um, Jupiter's family. And so he drops the dragon through there and closes it on his neck. On his neck, which saved the movie for you. Um, didn't save the movie for okay. me, but it was a really cool okay. ending to a Close really enough. long and drawn out fight scene. Um, so there so, on Jupiter, stuff is falling apart. Because yeah, everything's everything's exploding. Um, Jupiter is able to get away from Balam, but somehow he pops up right in front of her. <laughs> this anyway. happens in every movie. It, it's a, I don't it's know standard, why you're acting. It's a standard thing. This is something that's surprising you, and well, it shouldn't be done. He, they have to be in conflict together, so he shows back up. But there's something about like how your brain processes where people should be in a scene. Like she, maybe your brain, well, not my, anybody's brain. Like if somebody shows up in in where they're not supposed to be in the logic of how this scene is happening, they're like, all on Jupiter. He shows up on Jupiter. <laughs> Yes, but he went one completely opposite direction. How did you're he keeping, know? You are keeping track of cardinal directions while you're watching this movie. Your brain does. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. She went northwest. He went southeast. They meet together. Get over it. Next scene. 
she climbs a tower, and he happens to be in the tower that was falling apart. He's trying to escape just like she is. So in the process, (laughs) Balam beats her up and reveals that he killed his mother um, and says basically that um, his mother begged. You begged me to kill you. And she says in her triumphant line, I'm not your damn mother. Nice. PG-13. PG-13. She falls. So, so this, is, this is supposed to be a triumphant moment for her. She's supposed to have victory over can, this assailant. Can right? We, can we agree? Yeah. That, what's this guy's name? Let me look at my notes. Balam? Eddie uh, Redmayne? Yeah, Eddie Redmayne played the, the role of the villain really well. Anyways, to, dear listeners. Here's, here's what Eddie Redmayne did. He had two volumes... He had two he, volumes. He, yes. We either, talked about He either talked like this. I'm very quiet. Turn up. He down. whispered. Turn up. Oh, he was screaming! <laughs> that was his entire acting. Eddie Redmayne is a better actor no, than on, what this, this movie gave Because him. what you said first was correct. He was very quiet or he was very loud. But that did not diminish the, the acting that he portrayed the, throughout the, the movie. The performance he played, was not nuanced at all. I disagree. He uh, played a very I've convincing seen, I've seen lots of Eddie Redmayne's movies and this was not a good one. Like, it's okay to, to have a poor... He didn't have much to work with. The script was horrible. He played the role well as a villain. He, he was a little creepy, but I thought I thought Titus was creepier than he was. And the thing they was... They were all creepy, the whole, and they should have been. The whole wedding scene that seemed like this climax of the movie, but that wasn't the end of the movie. That, that, it had these multiple climaxes. It was an integral it wasn't even, part oh of a well-made film. This is not a good movie. <laughs> So, anyways, what I was saying was, she says this line, this triumphant line. You'd think Not like she's gonna, she's gonna have this moment of victory over Balam, but she doesn't have victory over him. They just both fall. That's it. There's Leave, no heroic moment for her. Room for Kane to rescue her. To rescue she, her. She and never. Save her. She never has a heroic moment at she all in this movie. One. Yeah, because the man has to save her every day. She's time. the queen of the earth, Kyle. She controls bees. She don't need it. She doesn't overcome everything. She's the same person. There were no bees on Jupiter. Beginning of the movie to end of the movie. She's the exact same person. Yes, which is very reaffirming and confident. So she falls, and just before she dies, Kane swoops her with his space space skates. And they skate quickly to get to the ship, just as it's jumping out. They do. Can we point out his front shield that he's been using to stop bullets conveniently... Protects against 360-degree flames. It protects against everything. (laughs) Yeah. So they get out. They make it. Everybody's excited. He barely... And then we have a fade to the alarm clock going off again. Yes. Her family's asking her to wake up and make the coffee, but she's she's already up. She's cleaning She's already made the coffee, and she's smiling with her job. She's cleaning toilets. She loves it. Her family loves her now because... You know, love is based on how hard you work. <laughs> Do the dance to get the hug. And uh, then, and they buy her the telescope she wanted. Yay. And But but she can't go check it out now. She she has a date. And they're all asking about the date. And then on top of the Willis Tower, or formerly known as the Sears Tower in Chicago, she's there with Kane, who now has his wings back. Yeah, he got his wings back. So here's the thing. Why does a guy need wings if he has hover skates? Because wings are cooler. I... I feel like the hover skates were far more useful but it's okay because Ju- jupiter has the <laughs> hover skates hover now skates. and they fly around chicago together hooray yes. the end <laughs> i cannot be more happy to be done explaining this dumb movie 
so so if you can't tell, I didn't like this because it was it was blah. Like I cannot believe in such a beautifully crafted world. I was so dang bored with a movie. Like it just wasn't interesting. It was beautiful. I, I love the sci-fi stuff, but that's not enough to entertain me. I know it is for some people. Yes. But it, it's not enough. Like, you have to give me a reason to want to be in this world. Otherwise, I'm like, I'd rather see less done with, with, with better writing and better story. So start to like, finish just thinking about the plot of the movie and what was to be accomplished. Did you did you appreciate the plot? No, not at all. It was It was convoluted. In fact, there's a there's a quote from Channing Tatum who was in the movie. I don't know if you knew this, where a fan a fan asked, "So what was the movie about?" And he said, "I don't know. I'll tell you when I figure that out." To be fair, how many actors do you know that actually watch the movies that they're in? He read the dang script. He read the script. Did he watch the movie? Because <laughs> that's a magical experience, guys. I'm sure he watched the movie. How about that? Mm. I'm gonna say he did. I'll ask him someday. Yeah, we should both ask. Me and Chan Chan. So, but it wasn't. It was. It was visually beautiful, but the the story was not great. The story was mundane and hard to follow because it was poorly edited, um, poorly written, and the script was bland and tired and a lot of just cheesy lines. And then I don't think this movie knew what type of feeling it wanted to have. Did it want to be whimsical? Did it want to be goofy? Did it want to be super serious and heavy? All those things, and, but and to appeal it, to it, all it did. You are. It did want to be all those things, and it <clears throat> failed. It was mediocre at all of them. When you when you aim to be everything, you're going to be mediocre at everything. And so it, it's not good. It felt like to me, it felt like a straight to DVD movie dressed up like a blockbuster film. And so Eddie Redmayne, I mean, he. <laughs> He is a great actor. He I is. really, I mean, won, won I, an Oscar for Best I Actor. I enjoy watching his films. Um, I I think he crafts characters beautifully. Um, I think he was, I would say one note, but he was really two note. Like he had, he had no nuance <laughs> he had to... whisper and he had yell. He had whisper and yell. That's all, that's it. like, you don't get to be creepy just because you talk like this. That doesn't make but him the content creepy. of what he was speaking of made him creepy. You couldn't hear him. You could. You, you couldn't hear him. If you turn it up, you could hear. I, I it, it was that's another. The audio was poorly mixed in this. I'm not going to disagree. Now, I, but that did not. I think you were watching on Netflix. Uh, it, that might not be fair. It sure. could be, you know, compression with Netflix and whatnot. But at the same time, Eddie Redmayne couldn't save this movie. Even though I think he was the best actor in the movie, and I'm giving his acting a, a hard time. Sean Bean was Sean Bean. He does his Sean Bean thing in every movie he's in. He plays the exact same. Did you enjoy Sean Bean's role? Sure, yeah, because he was Sean Bean, and Sean Bean's great. I'm glad. Channing Tatum wasn't bad, but he had nothing to do with. I'm not a fan of Channing Tatum. I I don't think he's a great actor. Not a fan. He's he's a beautiful human being. So beautiful. Mm. No, but but the thing it was like he he played the exact role that he plays in movies. He played it. He was the the dumb soldier, Mm -hmm. and then Mila Kunis was. She, again, her character, she was fine in her delivery and stuff like that, but her character learned nothing. Because she started the movie wanting to be this this princess. She finds out she is a princess. She started the movie hating her life. And she ended the movie realizing that her hated life was actually not that bad. But 
It, it, was that a, a successful transformation Absolutely. Then? So she, she now likes her life now that she owns the earth? Like that's what it she took to real, transform she yourself? She realizes that she doesn't need to be the queen of other worlds. She wants family and she wants to be home. And she wants hover boots. I mean, if you're going to offer someone hover boots, <laughs> they're going to say no. She she has the opportunity to to reconnect with this moment with her father, and she ditches it for hover boots she at the end of the movie. She saves the world. She saved. She didn't save a dang thing. She saved everyone's life. She, no. She sacrificed her family. She was about to sacrifice everybody in the world and then for she, the sake of her family. And then she thought better and, of it. No, she didn't think better of it. Yes, she Kane did. showed up. You are misremembering this. Oh, I'm not misremembering You need to watch the movie She didn't again. think better of it. Kane showed up. No. Not before she said, family be damned. Sorry, PG-13. I'm going to save the world. Okay. She decided... To forsake family before Kane came to the You're right. You're right. Uh, Yes, I am. You are. You're absolutely right. (laughs) So, so again, I'm glad she was. It it took her owning the world to realize she liked her family. Yeah, it's all about the journey, Kyle. This is a dumb movie. No, here's the deal. This is what this is what I will grant you. And we have had this discussion before. This movie is is not a very well made movie. No. That being said. There are people out there, myself included, who may or may not be of simple mind, that enjoyed this movie from start to finish. And I am one of those people. I, I know there are people let, who enjoy this movie. Let me just run through this really quickly for you. Okay? Go for it. So key points. I know how you feel about this movie. And I'm pretty sure you know how I feel. You just Sci-fi movies are not made to appeal to your logic. They are made, <laughs> they are made to appeal to your imagination and your feelings. That's where you went wrong. I watched this movie two times. And the first time I watched it, when I was writing down my notes, I was a little bit skeptical. But the second time I watched it, and I just let it wash over me, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So, but you're you're assuming that that is the only basis on which I say good movie, bad movie. No, I'm assuming that that weighs heavily, and and that's where you start your critique of a movie. So I wouldn't say that because I mean. I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Like, I really enjoyed the latest Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. We've talked about this. Um, we both like that movie. We went and saw it together. Um, have you seen Kingdom of Heaven? I have not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, we really enjoyed that movie. A lot of people hated that movie, but I feel like they hated the movie for a lot of what you're saying right now. They they said, you know, what this this whole scene didn't make sense. It doesn't this appeal scene, to my logic. It's you know, not... Well thought and, out. It's and what they did was they lost the though. the magic and the mystery of Star Wars. There, there's it's Star Wars. You're supposed to have these things that you don't know. You don't Jupiter know the universe. Jupiter ascending, Kyle. You've but, lost the magic of Jupiter yeah. ascending. But but what I'm saying is like you can have a, a movie that captures that imagination, that wonder, and sci-fi movies do that for me. And this had that potential, but it was such a bad movie with a not interesting story that I characters that I had a hard time caring about like I just wasn't I didn't like it I didn't think it was very entertaining I'm disappointed I'm sorry I get it like when I was watching this because of the the couple of red flags that went off in my mind I knew I was like he's gonna hate this <laughs> and it started with the skates and then when the I can control bees thing came out I was like yeah. oh my gosh he's gonna tear this to pieces it really started but going from, down there so for me and again uh, self-proclaimed I'm very easily entertained but this movie had action throughout I'm a check 
It had awesome sci-fi gadgets throughout. Check. It had amazing CGI throughout. Check. The, 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 the plot, although was muddied, was clear, was able to be followed towards the end of the movie. You started to put mm. the pieces back together. It's not, it's not a movie that's perfect and that everything gets tied back together in a nice, neat bow, but you were able to follow it. And at the end, by the end, what you have is a person who has grown, who has saved the world, and who has found true love. I'm in. I love it. I'm totally in. Despite its obvious shortcomings, this movie was entertaining for me. So, surprise, (laughs) I'm a thumbs up. Okay. Okay. I would watch this movie again. I... I will give it the thumbs down on Netflix so it doesn't show up in my feed ever again. <laughs> like, waste of time. Um, it's two hours long. This podcast is an hour and 13 minutes long at this point. And uh, I think that's what's great about sci-fi movies for me. And I'm so glad that this is the, the genre that we've picked. Because if there are enough explosions, enough <laughs> amazing gadgets, and enough... Like eye popping CGI, I can be distracted by a subpar movie or subpar plot, and that's what this this was. It was it was a subpar movie that won me over because of all the little extras that they threw in. Yeah, I just I never and never sunk in for me. And, and honestly, this this I've joked a lot about the hover skates. The hover skates are a big part of why, like it kind of to me is symbolic of why I didn't, I didn't care for this movie because no pun intended, seriously, the, the action wasn't very grounded. Um, when he hopped on his hover skates and fought enemies, like it just didn't feel real. You didn't like the backflip kick to the face that they did like four times. Yeah. They did that four times. And every time he clearly misses the, and the guy flies backwards and he flies backwards in in a way that they put out an energy that, yeah, (laughs) So, so the, the action wasn't interesting for me. Like I already mentioned, the chase scene with the through Chicago with the spaceships was was a waste of time and poorly shot and not interesting. So, when you add all of that together with a with a plot that you're struggling to follow, and yes, you get it at the end what's happening, but you, anything they were trying to say with it's completely lost. I don't know. It's just not good. It's just dumb, and it. It's a shame because it was a beautiful movie. It looked so cool. It looked really cool. Aside from the, <laughs> aside from the bleached goatee of Channing Tatum, which the half albino thing was another. It was really album. not good. Um, try this movie to pieces. I, I I could go on and on about the things that were really wrong with yeah, this movie. Yeah, there were, and there were things that were really wrong with this movie. And if we're if we're saying, you know, if, if this is a podcast about movies that are great and movies that are terrible, then we're in the wrong place. Because this was not a great movie. Now, that being said, in my humble opinion, this was not a terrible movie. It wasn't great. But it, it accomplished I, its goal of keeping my attention and entertaining me for the two hours and 15 minutes that, that was allotted for me to watch. I will, I will say this. This is not a horrible movie. This It really isn't. Um, I don't think I've said horrible. I think it's I've said bad. Um, it is not one that it's like burn this thing and, you know, gouge your eyes out. You know, this is... It's not Dreamcatcher. It's just... Yeah, it's not Dreamcatcher. <laughs> Dreamcatcher's awful. But but it just was a movie that was just like so blah, I don't want to watch it again. 
there I would rather watch a Matrix again. For Let me, me ask you this, Kyle. What would have saved this movie for you? And I know there's a lot that you could have fixed, but if you could fix one overarching if I could fix one thing failure. It, so we're going a little long on our time, but if I could fix one thing, it would be Jupiter's character. I think that would have saved the movie um, a little bit. There's still plenty wrong with this. Plenty of weird things. I mean, Titus following like Titus hitting on his mother was a little creepy. <laughs> But um, not a fan of the incest. No, not a fan. Right, that's good um, to know about you. of the the incest. But Jupiter. Let me back up. The Wachowskis love this thing about the Messiah character. I mean, clearly in the Matrix, you have a, a lot of that going on in Cloud Atlas too. Um, they love this idea of the Messiah character who you know comes back and and restores things. And, and she's clearly this. I don't think I'm anything. And then, oh, I'm something really significant. And there was this moment for her to embrace that. And she never had those chances. She was always just royalty sitting on a throne. Um, And then at the end of the movie, cleaning thrones. (laughs) But it's just, there was never a moment for her to control her. At the end of the Matrix, spoiler alert, he he's killed and then he comes back to life and he embraces his role. In, in fact, before that, when he turns around to fight the agent in the subway, like he's saying, you know what? You know, I'll be darned, I'm going to stand my ground. Like this transformation of this character, this character that got down off the ledge and, and ran away over and over again in the movie, he stands and fights. Like it is this really cool thing. Jupiter Ascending had those moments for Jupiter and never took them. See, in my mind, it's all the more beautiful because she realizes she is in control of the entire Earth. But what she really wants is to be a part of her family and to be home. And that doesn't matter to her. And she's already saved the world entire. But would she be... Here's, here's the thing. And answer me this. If if Cain said, hey, let's live together on another planet, where would she go? It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Answer that question. Seriously. Because I think this is really key about her character. She would have followed the puppy dog. Yeah, she would have. She it's, was totally it, into him. She has. She doesn't care about her family as much she, as you think. She does care about her family. She she not as much. as She you think. rejected she riches how and they wealth how they created youth, this character. We're going way too long. How 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 they created this character was that she fell in love without explanation. For that was a subplot to change it. Change the scene, and you don't have creepy guy feigning after woman. You had the woman who's like, oh my god, I love dogs. Drooling over the. You're the saying that's good. You're no, say, I'm you're saying, saying they. I'm saying they tried space skates. They tried. <laughs> they tried to switch the narrative up. Give them a little bit of credit for trying to be unique. I don't think that's unique at all. I think it's it's tired and kind of offensive that the the woman sees this this man saver and automatically has to fall in love with him. Like that is. Yes, it's it's fairy tale, and that's maybe what they were trying to craft here was a fairy tale sci-fi Space thing. Fairy tales. But at the same time, you're not making an empowered female character, and if she's the central focus of this, she's what the movie is named See, after. I disagree. She was so empowered, she got to choose the kind of life that she wanted to live, and she chose basic poverty and the dog of the film instead of. Eternity and elitism and all the other things. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There's still so many flaws with her character. 
and and so, so it's character such a mess. We are way over time. <laughs> we do not want like Good we luck don't, editing this one, Kyle. Thanks, ma'am. We don't like our our podcast to go over an hour, but clearly we are <laughs> fired up about this movie. Um, I say thumbs down. You I'm say, a thumbs up. You say thumbs up. I was and, I was entertained, and yet somehow we're still friends. <laughs> I don't know. After that comment about my mom, that might. Not Wait, <laughs> you edited that out. Explain nope, yourself. No, nope, I didn't edit that out. <laughs> Um, I'm saying that now. Like I didn't edit that out. How do I know I didn't? Good luck finding it. Um, so next week we will be reviewing um, a movie on uh, Amazon Prime called Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman, and it's a little bit creepy. Can't wait. I hear it's a little bit creepy. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I don't like creepy movies. <laughs> I love. I love creepy movies as long as they're suspenseful and not like. So apparently, this is pretty. Well, I don't know where. I don't know if this falls in sci-fi horror or not. But Annihilation, we'll be watching that uh, next week, and uh, then we'll do Clash of the Titans after that. But uh, we'll start with Annihilation. You can find it on Amazon Prime. Watch it this week. Follow along with us. Sorry for going so long this week. Goodness me! Hey, seriously, we want to hear from you guys. I love, I love the comments. I love the just to hear where you stand. Yeah, we're so. on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, you can even email us at ultrafluxpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, send, send us, and definitely leave us a review. I mean, preferably a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the only ones we've got because we're so awesome. I know, it's wonderful. There's only like four people that haven't done it, so. Yeah, so more, more of that, though. But, so yeah, Kim, we're still best friends, right? We're still best friends. No, this was a goodness. close one. This was a close one. I love you still, dear friend. Until... Next time, make sure you get together with your best friend and you watch some movies together. Have a good one. See you next week.